Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Venture Stories by Village Global. Uh, I'm here today joined by uh, Nicholas Charles from uh, Notation Capital and one half of uh, Bison, uh, Joe Laluz. Uh, guys, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Awesome. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey, Nick. Uh, so, uh, Nick, uh, you know, Notation has been a, a pre-seed uh, firm in, in New York for, for many years and is uh, has been very active in the crypto space, but you have a a new announcement. Uh, can you can you describe the the announcement? Sure. Yeah, I, I'll 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 give a little bit of context for Notation too. So Notation is a uh, first check venture firm based in Brooklyn, New York. We started it, my partner and I, Alex, about four years ago. We previously worked at BetaWorks together for. Uh, I was there for about four years. My partner Alex was there for uh, six. So we've been working together for almost a decade. Uh, we focus on super early stage startups, for the most part here in New York, that are somewhere between company formation and an early prototype, or typically the first investor. Uh, those companies tend to be reasonably technical in nature. So we're very active around things like internet infrastructure and developer-focused products and computer vision and uh, and then blockchain. You know, blockchain has been um, a significant area of interest and theme for us, uh, going back to 2013, actually going back to, uh, when we were both at Betaworks still, we were, uh, when we were at Betaworks, we were investors in, uh, I led a couple investments in crypto assets directly. Alex and I were actually, um, uh, building, uh, side projects, actually hacking together, uh, projects, um, in the blockchain space, uh, both on behalf of Betaworks and nights and weekends. Um, and so it's been a real area of interest for us for a long time. Um, Notation, uh, I believe, was one of the first few venture firms uh, a couple years ago to start uh, investing in crypto assets directly out of our fund. Um, and uh, and over the past few years, we've been active investors in uh, crypto assets, but also companies building around blockchain. Um, and uh, and then really over the past year. Um, We've been uh, becoming more active. What really started out as a hobby, more than anything else, uh, around blockchain mining, and um, and uh, and just this past week, uh, we kind of announced that we're going to begin um, scaling that effort um, into what will become more of a hobby, and we're doing that largely in partnership with Joe and Bison Trails Computing. Um, I can I can let Joe give you give you his background, but the short of it is that Joe Joe and Aaron we've known Joe and Aaron for a long time. I was actually fortunate to be an investor uh, on behalf of BetaWorks in their last company called Grand Street, and Joe and Aaron shared a lot of our same outlook on how blockchain would evolve, how blockchain mining would evolve. We were doing a lot of the same work uh, in parallel over the past year. And so it felt like a very natural uh, opportunity to, to partner with each 
each other and roll a lot of our work into what is now Bison Trout's computing. Thanks, Nick. It's a super nice intro. Um, so, so yeah, uh, as Nick mentioned, um, I'm Joe Laluz. Uh, I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Bison Trails Computing, uh, along with uh, Aaron Henshaw. Um, and, you know, we're uh, angel investors and entrepreneurs in New York. Um, we've been building, you know, venture-backed companies and venture-scale companies for uh, the greater part of the last decade. Um, and we've been working together on these projects. This will actually be our, our fourth project. Um, as co-founders, so we've been working together for a really long time, um, and and kind of similar to uh, to um, Nick and Alex's uh, experience and exposure into blockchain, um, Aaron and I actually took a what, what I would consider a, a hobby approach to blockchain as well. Um, you know, I think most of it was driven originally by the the, the just sort of technical challenges of um, blockchain networks, and you know, really early on in Bitcoin, and and uh, we've been you know investors. Um, I, I, I kind of like to joke that, you know, we've been investors for a little while, but I, honestly, it was really just, you know, moonshots really early on. We were just interested in the space and interested in the technology. We weren't necessarily thinking that, you know, these would be investments that were uh, going to be that fruitful, but we were wanted to stay uh, really close to the sort of the, the source and what was going on. And so we've just been paying attention to the space for a while. Um, and uh, we, we founded uh, Bison Trails Computing um, similarly out of uh, hobby interest in mining. Uh, we had been sort of nights and weekending uh, a few different projects in the blockchain and crypto space and um, actually uh, got really interested in mining um, because of the the sort of cross section originally because of the cross section of um, you know hardware software uh, new platforms and networks um, and, and you know we ha we have a, a previous experience uh, with Grand Street um, working with companies that were building new hardware devices and so we originally got into this. Uh, looking at proof of work mining, and uh, you know the, the the thesis behind Bison Trails Computing is to actually build uh, a premier mining company uh, that's here in the U.S. that's focused on um, not just proof of work mining and, and uh, you know securing blockchain networks, uh, existing blockchain networks, but starting to look at uh, a lot of newer networks and newer uh, types and, and ways to secure blockchain networks and and uh, you know newer algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we started working on this, uh, you know, like, like Nick said, probably about a year ago. And, um, after a lot of, a lot of, uh, conversations with Nick and Alex and, and realizing that we were actually working, uh, in a similar space on a lot of similar things, we, we found that there was just a really strong natural fit for us to partner and work together on solving a lot of, uh, the interesting issues around, um, building infrastructure for, uh, these these platforms and networks of the future. Yeah, um, Nick, for the uh, you know for the VCs and investors listening who don't um, who don't know what mining uh, 2.0 is or generalized mining and just ha sort of have a vague uh, vague understanding of, of mining 1.0, can you can you further define uh, what exactly it means? Sure, and and um, I think Joe will probably have some to add to this, um, you know, generalized mining. Um, so, so generalized mining, I, I actually should give some credit to, uh, to our friends and partners at coin fund, which is, um, uh, crypto funded advisory firm, uh, here in New York that we've also worked with for a long time. Um, the first time I heard of generalized mining, that, that word, 
um, I heard of it out of uh, Jake Bruckman, um, who who uh, who runs that fund. Um, I, I refer to it uh, actually as mining 2.0, um, which is a similar concept. But the very basic concept is that uh, historically, mining encompassed a relatively small subset of activity on blockchain networks, and that was primarily what you consider traditional proof of work mining, where you would lend hash power and compute to a network in order to secure that network and in exchange you were rewarded every so often with bitcoin or some token that represented the asset of that network fast forward i believe we're now about 10 years into blockchain broadly many of these blockchains are evolving um, and they are now combining various different ways to both secure the network and also encourage participation on these networks and so what we think of as, is, as mining 2.0 on behalf of notation and Joe and, Joe and, uh, uh, Bison Trails might have a slightly different view and answer. Um, I simply view it as any way that you might earn, uh, Bitcoin or Litecoin or any other token on a, on a blockchain in exchange for participation in that network. Participation encompasses many different things. It encompasses traditional proof of work mining it, it 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 includes many of these new proof of stake networks um it includes um uh you know it could include uh running um or commenting or contributing to the steam network in some way you know contributing an article or commenting on a post if you take live peer as an example we can talk more about live peer we were um it's an it's a network that we've been active on and we're also early investors in if you take live peer as an example today, there are already multiple ways to earn live peer tokens on that network. You can earn tokens by doing transcoding work. Live peer is a, is a, is a real time, um, uh, uh, video transcoding network. So you can, you can earn tokens, uh, by doing transcoding. You can earn tokens by staking the network or staking other transcoders. You can earn tokens via, um, uh, a concept called Merkle mining that they just launched on live peer. So just if you take the live peer network alone, there's three already three ways to earn live peer tokens rather than just buying or investing in the network. And so the way that I think about mining 2.0 is there will be many ways to earn tokens on various different networks, particularly the newer networks that are launching. And, uh, and that in fact, uh, uh, earning those tokens may be more attractive or financially interesting than, than investing in those networks. Um, there's similar concepts, right? By participating in a network, you are essentially investing in that network. It's just you're investing time rather than dollars. I think, um, uh, I'm sorry. Go for it. I was just, I was just going to say, I think, you know, again, kudos to Jake, but I think, um, you know, the, the term generalized mining probably came out of, uh, you know, this, this concept that proof of work mining has evolved um, from, you know, its early roots where, you know, what I, what I would consider more generalized computing power was being used to secure networks um, into these very specific uh, machines that are designed to solve an algorithmic problem, um, depending on the network. And, and uh, you know, what a lot of these networks have found is that, you know, these machines can be quite expensive, um, they're single use, 
And so uh, a, a lot of these newer blockchain companies are looking for ways uh, to involve to involve their 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 investors and and communities and and participants uh, in a way that doesn't require application specific uh, hardware. Uh, and so um, it's been it's been a very interesting uh, progression in the in the industry. Um, and you know we're we're like Nick said we're we're very we're super supportive of of the types of changes that are happening. Um, and uh, you know we we think that you know as uh, investors and, and community members in, in these blockchain networks, um, we think it's an important piece to, uh, you know, participate in the networks that you're investing in and believing in. And so, um, you know, we've been taking a, a, a you know, strong approach to, to getting involved in, in mining and securing these blockchain networks. Yeah, my, mining 2.0 tends to be um, much less hardware intensive and much less um, much less correlated to uh, the electricity advantages that you might have and much more uh, dependent on efficient software and code and uh, smartly accessing um, these networks in an early way. So it, it, it's, some of those skills overlap between what you call first generation proof of work mining and and uh, many of these newer forms of mining, um, but some of the skills are actually uh, required are quite different. So what do you advise to like? What what type of expertise is needed here? Like, what would you advise traditional VCs who are looking to, you know, also get into this space? So, so you know, um, what's what's interesting and also challenging about mining 2.0 or generalized mining. Um, is the the wide uh, array of skills that are likely required to do it well, um, and so that likely uh, means uh, some of the traditional uh, hardware expertise, um, but but it requires uh, certainly it requires um, writing code, um, certainly it requires um, experience with infrastructure and, and, um, uh, uh, what I would consider, um, kind of traditional, uh, DevOps. Um, certainly it requires, uh, a deep understanding of, of the networks themselves. Um, it requires, uh, uh, a financial, um, uh, expertise and modeling, um, of each network. Uh, and then I think it also will require uh, marketing. So I think, um, you know, many of these proof of stake networks uh, uh, um, require you uh, earning and building uh, stake from other people towards your node. And that really is, is marketing above all else. I mean, if you look at a lot of these forums, whether it's LivePeer or Tezos or um some of the uh, Cosmos is another example of a, of a proof of stake network coming to market. Um, you can see already in the early forums that many people are just marketing their node and infrastructure. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The largest node on LivePeer today is uh, an individual who lives in Hong Kong. Um, he's running LivePeer infrastructure. He had no previous relationship to, uh, to the LivePeer team. But he was super active and early in the live peer uh, forums. Um, he built trust amongst the community there, 
and he marketed his experience and DNA um, uh, to run live peer infrastructure um, extremely well. And he's now the largest node on live peer network. So it'll require marketing. Many of the traditional VC firms are uh, quite capable marketers, and I expect uh, I expect them to do well in the marketing department. Um, but there's many other skills required for uh, for mining broadly and also mining 2.0. Um, many of them quite technical in nature, um, and so it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, to see how VCs approach it. Um, you know, my my partner Alex is. Uh, at notation is deeply technical. Joe and Aaron are deeply technical. I'm less technical than the bunch. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but I think you need to have technical DNA. And I expect many of the traditional VC firms, um, some of them will build some of this DNA in house. I think many of the crypto funds will build some of this DNA in house. Um, I think many will, will partner with folks. And, and quite frankly, you know, notation, uh, made a decision. To, to, yes, we're building some of these things internally, but, you know, we also made a decision to po- to partner with Joe and Aaron and, um, at Bikes and Trails because, um, really this is a lot of work. It's a full-time job. Um, and, and we're also early in our process. So we expect to explore partnerships and investments and, and other folks, um, working broadly in, uh, in, um, in mining 2.0. And, and, uh, just to add to that, I think that, um, you know, Aaron and I felt very strongly about partnering with Nick and Alex because of um, we think they have a leg up uh, in sort of the the progression of a of a venture firm in that they are quite technical. Um, you know, we're 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 pretty strong believers that uh, you know venture will shift to involve a much stronger technical skill set, um, in particular when you're investing in blockchain and crypto, not just from an understanding perspective, but from a, a value uh, value proposition perspective. Um, as you're investing and uh, participating in a network, um, having that technical skill set to be able to uh, to be able to to you know build infrastructure and and continue to help those networks thrive is a really important piece. And and um, you know that definitely definitely uh, solidified a strong reasoning why you know Aaron and I wanted to work with Nick and Alex and um, and why we we're ex- you know exploring these networks together. Well, a couple a couple other points just to just to just to drive the point home is if you take uh, some of these early networks that we've been doing work around that are, um, you know, newer forms of mining, um, the, the price at which we are earning uh, tokens on these networks is lower than the prices that uh, we privately invested in these networks. And so that alone should, should, uh, encourage uh, folks that are interested or doing mining in the future that actually, in fact, that might be a better risk reward adjusted way to accumulate uh, a view on a network than investing in those networks. And so my view is that it will just become uh, a required tool in the tool belt if you're going to invest, if you plan to invest in blockchain networks to be also able to participate in those networks. Uh, I think it will be required. Um, and, and um, yeah, that's spot on. So you expect to potentially make more money doing this type of work than, than traditional investing or, or receive more returns? I, I think that's possible. And I also think that on a, a, on a risk-adjusted basis, that's certainly, certainly the case for many of these networks because you're putting way less capital at risk. 
I think there's, there's, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, I think that you're 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 also it, it's a type of investing, right? It's an infrastructure investment in a network, and you're investing at a slightly later stage, um, which which is really interesting. Even though the, you know, there there a lot of these companies are still extremely early, uh, and we're very well aware of that. Um, a lot of times they're at least to the point where they're you know in some kind of beta network or you know alpha or beta network. Um, they're gearing up for launches. And so it's a slightly different type of commitment than, you know, someone walks in with a pitch deck and an idea. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, we definitely believe that, that the economics are really strong, you know, like Nick was saying. Um, but we also believe that the, 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 you know, the risk profile is slightly different as well. Yeah. One, one sorry, one last point on that is just, you know, for, for Alex and myself, um, having now been building infrastructure on a bunch of these networks over the past year, I will say that it's a, it is, it has been somewhat eye opening in, um, in our, in our, in our new understanding of the networks that we're building on. I actually believe now that to really understand a blockchain network, you have to build on it. Um, because what you learn, what you learn is you learn one, you know, how how do you build on that network? How approachable is that network for for developers to build on? Um, which really um, are their core customers. You learn uh, you learn the activity of that network. You learn uh, what the community around that network looks like. Um, you learn uh, um, the the core economic incentives of that network, and so. Um, now, having been building on these networks for the past year, um, I really do believe that to truly understand them, you need to build on them. You can't just invest in them. And so, uh, and so again, mining 2.0 is a way to both participate and build and also invest um, in in these in these new networks that we believe in. Yeah, and for those you know VCs who are technical or slightly technical. Uh, let's get into nuance. What, what sort of expertise would you say that Joe and Aaron bring that that Alex and and, and Unic didn't yet have uh, uh, for people who are wondering should I partner? Can I do this myself? So I I think the first the first realization was for us was just if you want to do it well and if you want to do mining two across many networks it's a full time job full stop um, and. You know, Alex and I uh, are um, yes, we're 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 you know we both have product and technical backgrounds. Alex again, much more so than I do, but um, but really, our our full time job and our priority is running Notation. And uh, Notation, although blockchain has been a, a major area of interest for us, and we continue to be really excited about around blockchain broadly. Um, uh, notation is really our baby and our full-time job and what we put all of our time and energy into and into building that, that firm. Um, and that's the plan for the, you know, for many years to come. Um, we do love to build things and we always have, and, and, and we always, uh, for, for many years we have together. And so, um, building around a lot of the new blockchain networks, um, and mining on a hobby basis has just been a fa fascinating, uh, project and uh, way to learn for us. And so while we are running 
some infrastructure internally. Um, we felt like really the right decision, even for folks that are reasonably technical and can do it ourselves, we felt like the right decision if we really believed in this space, and we do, was to uh, primarily to partner uh, with other folks who understand it um, you know, even better than we do and who, uh, and who are willing to give it their full effort and time and energy into the future because that's, that's what we really think it requires. So I, I, I think unless you are a really large VC firm with significant resources and assets, I think it will be difficult um, uh, to, to approach this in-house in, in a way that is, um, uh, you know, uh, comprehensive. And, you know, just to, to sort of elaborate on that a little bit, I think that um, there's sort of two pieces here. One is, is I completely agree with Nick. It is definitely a full-time job. And I, I think we, you know, Aaron and I experienced that uh, as, you know, having started as a sort of hobbyist, we realized that even with, you know, 15, 20 years of, of deep technical and infrastructure background, um, we still found it extremely time consuming and difficult to stay on top of networks, evaluate them, understand which ones are the best ones and um, how we should participate. Uh, and, and so it definitely was taking up all of our moving from sort of hobby space into full time um, and then, you know, obviously into a into a company that we were building. Um, but but also. Uh, you know, the, the type of expertise that it takes in, in truly understanding what is going on in those networks that, you know, Nick is saying that they've developed over the last year as they've been building on them is a really important piece. And so it's not just, you know, reading a white paper or, or talking to a founder. It's actually spending time in, you know, that company or, or that organization's GitHub, um, you know, going through their code, looking at what the partic participation looks like in the network, in the community. Um, and seeing seeing sort of how uh, how people are engaging with the platform and and that that that's the kind of um, expertise and 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 knowledge and and sort of experience that comes with uh, you know many, many years of being a developer, running developer teams, um, running you know teams of devops and sysops and and things like that. And so um, I think that you know when we were you know deciding that we wanted to build this company and partner with Nick and Alex on it, those were pieces that we felt were um, super important for us to be able to really double down on and, and um, make sure we were taking our, our, you know, taking a very thoughtful and full-time approach to it. Could you guys talk more about how you do evaluate which networks to, to be involved with? And does this approach change the strategy a little bit? Because you say, hey, you know, this is a network we can not only invest in, but there's a great opportunity to participate in, you know, X way, or this is a, or we can't participate, so it's not worth invest, you know, being involved in. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, the the way that we, um, Aaron and I, have spent time uh, evaluating uh, networks and, and organizations is actually, you know, I, I'd say part of it is is um, you know coming from an investor approach, which is truly looking at the product and the team uh, and and sort of the stage and trying to make as best of a, a of a, of a decision around, you know, can this team execute on this vision? Uh, and, you know, what, what is it that they're trying to do? Are they focused? Uh, are they, you know, trying to, to accomplish one thing at a time? And then the other is, is um, you know, really looking at, 
you know, the, like I, like I mentioned before, the participation of the community because these are decentralized networks, um, and most of these projects are open source. Those pieces are really, really important. How is the open source community reacting to the project itself? Are are folks committing to the to you know to these projects? Are they are they building on them? Is there um, is there uh, progress happening in the code? Is the code written well even? Um, and and and, uh, and so you know it, it ends up being kind of a combination of both of those things. We we first look at at uh, a network and and see if we have an interest in it, uh, and and you know understand who the team is and why we think they should be able to do this. Um, and then we we really do dive deep into some of the things like Nick was describing, which are um, the you know the, the technical aptitude, the actual uh, um, product progress, and um, and also the community. Um, and and interesting enough, you know, compared to to you know non blockchain or non sort of crypto companies that are closed source uh, code, it's actually quite telling. You can you can really look at what's happening um, as far as you know product and infrastructure development is going going on uh, the whole way through. Which is, you know, a, a skill set that's super helpful um, because you can, you know, continue to make, uh, you know, uh, decisions around how you want to commit to that network based off how the, the you know, the, the organization is progressing. Yeah, the, the, the only last thing that I would add is that we've also built out uh, somewhat sophisticated uh, financial models for basically all the networks that we've been uh, looking at or plan to look at in the future and similarly to open sourcing all the code many of the projects that uh we're um we're participating in um are also very very transparent in how they're creating and designing uh crypto economic incentives around their network and so you can look at that and you can build out uh you know reasonably accurate uh models for uh, how much you might earn and, and ultimately be the IRR of participating in that network. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. And, um, so, so you can determine whether this, this project has, you know, where, you know, more upside in participating in the network versus investing. I, I think, I think you can, you can, um, you can make a, a, a an educated guess for sure. Um, it also, it also is, um, the other interesting piece around that is that um, it, it, it does uh, have really interesting implications for how founders of blockchain projects design their incentives. Because ultimately, you know, all of these new networks in some ways are, are competing with each other for the attention of miners and participants. So if you're cosmic, or Tezos or Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum or LivePeer, whatever, you know, Decred, uh, whatever the network is, ultimately, you know, you want to be building uh, your community and infrastructure. And, and to do that, um, in most cases, you have to design compelling crypto economic incentives. And so if, if the incentive of your network is, you know, I don't know, 1% IRR a year, and uh, Tezos comes along, I'm just using this as an example, and, and um, through their design, through a combination of mining and proof of stake um, uh, uh, incentives on their network, there's, there's an implied 10% uh, inflationary scheme or IRR a year. 
then in fact, that may actually draw additional developers and interest around their network just from a purely financial standpoint. And so, um, yes, we, we, we use uh, the models and, and the uh, 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 financial expectations to guide some of how we spend our time. But it seems to me like more and more uh, founders are also thinking about this because the reality is that they are competing for, with each other for mining attention and participation. And we expect that to only be, increase over time as more of these networks come to market. And, you know, building, um, building this infrastructure and participating in these networks, because that's truly what you are by, by participating. You're, you're actually helping build this decentralized infrastructure is such a important piece to the success of these networks that, um, you know, I, I think over the, the coming years, we'll find the, the founders that have designed the right uh, crypto economic um, schemes uh, to be the most successful. Yeah, that's a really good point, right? When you think about it, right now in blockchain, capital is not a scarce resource, right? I mean, the, the blockchain projects, right. early stage, late stage are raising extraordinary amounts of money. And so capital is not actually a scarce resource. What is a scarce resource is uh, attention and participation and community development. Those are all scarce. And so designing the right incentives, not just financial incentives, but also technical, you know, uh, uh, clean code and uh, a strong open source community. And, you know, designing those incentives are really really important for the success of a network i'd argue more so than capital raising because capital isn't scarce right now ethereum is such a compelling community because they have such a strong developer community not because they raise the most money they actually had a rel in the grand scheme of things they had a quite tiny you know <laughs> I, ico a number of years sure. ago Right. What, what makes Ethereum compelling is that people want to build around it. They have a really strong community. And so those are the things that I think are scarce um, that 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 founders of these new new blockchains and projects are going to have to incentivize and figure out. And I, I think that a lot of the inspiration for building uh, Bison Trails Computing with, you know, with Nick and Alex um, was around bringing, uh, you know, sort of to the forefront such an important piece of the success of blockchain networks, uh, you know, in particular mining and securing blockchain networks and the infrastructure around it. Um, we've, we've found in, through our, you know, both hobby and, and explorations as we're starting to build this company that there just wasn't uh, a lot of transparency around the infrastructure that was such a transformative industry. And so uh, we really uh, felt that there was a strong opportunity there to, to, to bring that to light. Um, and provide, uh, you know, provide access to some of those scarce resources that Nick's describing. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the mining community, if I can generalize, um, historically has been, you know, pretty, pretty uh, tight-lipped, um, relatively closed, and hard to access and figure out and understand. Yeah. And, um, and partly there's a reason for that. Partly the reason is that it's it's kind of a zero zero sum game. Like if you think about uh, mining, each uh, take take Bitcoin, right? Each block reward, there's a certain amount of Bitcoin that is uh, rewarded to the whatever miner solves the algorithm algorithmic problem. Um, and so 
as a miner, you know, there's a limited pool of rewards. And so it, it, it is a zero sum pie. You don't necessarily want to give away all your secrets to the thousands of other miners that will now compete with you for that, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, a uh, uh, limited pool of rewards. And so historically, I think there's in some ways been a, been a reason that mining tends to be um, opaque and hard to access and figure out. Um, I think that's changing. And I think partly that's changing because the pool of rewards is growing. The space overall is growing. The pool of rewards are growing. So it's not just Bitcoin now that people are competing for as miners, but it's all these other networks and tokens and, um, and, and, and so, um, and ways to participate. And so I think, um, the, the mining 2.0 ecosystem will be much more transparent, um, and approachable than the first generation of the mining ecosystem. And so like Joe mentioned, um, part of our reason, in, uh, starting to blog about this, and announce our partnership with Bison Trails and Bison Trails approach specifically is to be way more transparent in how we um, and how we build around this stuff and how we share our learnings. And by the way, how we approach uh, partnering and working with other people. We'd love uh, to collaborate. That's the point. That's the that's the goal of partnering with, with Bison, Bison Trails. Trails. That's the goal of. Uh, writing about this and and uh, coming on your podcast, Eric. Thank you for having us. Is our hope is that we can collaborate with other people. Our hope is that Bison Trails is the first of many collaborations that we explore at Notation. Um, Bison Trails itself is exploring many collaborations with other uh, firms and partners, and um, and we welcome that because it's super early days in this next generation of mining. Um, you know, I believe that there will be hundreds, not thousands of networks, um, where you can earn, um, uh, uh, via your participation. So we're super early. We're in the first inning. And so right now there's way more questions and answers. Everybody's learning. And so the best way I believe to learn is to share notes and to collaborate. And so, um, for anybody that's building or thinking about this stuff or investing in these networks, um, we want to we want to chat. Um, you know where to find us at Notation um, because we're very much still learning and think there's way more to be gained from collaborating rather than being a, a closed tight loop. Totally. And question for you: for let's say the community, you, you, you touched on community and Navala this tweet the other day that is something like you know crypto is about uh, you know uh, technology and a community and those are the skills you need for, the, for those who are community minded. I don't know if, I, if it was uh, you know someone like myself or I don't know someone like Hunter Walk or, or Semel, um, if, if, if you know they're listening and they said, "Hey, we, we want to get into this too." Um, what would you like? How applicable is sort of general community skills to sort of you know community skills as it relates to, to these networks? And what are things that are sort of the, the skills that are sort of you know crypto native community building? Like talk a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. So so. Um... So as we, as we mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, I, I believe that marketing will be a pretty core skill set for, for this next generation of mining. Um, and so what, is, what does that mean specifically? That means that if you're running infrastructure for many of the proof-of-stake networks, you need to convince the community and other participants in that network that you are doing honest, good work as a as a node on that network 
whatever that work is. It could be transcoding. It could be, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, validating transactions on Augur prediction markets. Um, whatever that work is, um, for the proof of stake networks, you need to convince other participants in the net in that network that your work is good and honest and um, and valid. And so that requires not just good work, but that also requires marketing your work. And so um, for many of the traditional uh, 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 venture firms, and and you mentioned uh, Hunter Walker and Semelshaw as being particularly good community builders, and they are. Um, from a marketing perspective, they they would have a huge leg up um, in these new um, you know mining 2.0 networks. And so one thing that you might imagine, you might imagine people that are very capable from an infrastructure and technical standpoint, folks like, for example, Joe and Aaron, you could imagine uh, folks like Joe and Aaron partnering with a bunch of um, uh, 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 venture firms, particularly folks that are good marketers, um, and joining forces to both run infrastructure and also market that infrastructure. Um, so I, I expect, again, I expect there's the, that that um, for the traditional venture firms that are interested in uh, uh, generalized mining, uh, mining and participating on these networks in addition to investing in them, I expect there'll be many ways to to, to partner um, uh, over time. Yeah, and if you you know looking out at sort of the future of the sort of crypto fund landscape, is this something that you know, everyone starting a fund today in crypto spaces is, is going to be doing. And we've seen sort of experimentations in, um, in you know, structure with like crypto hedge fund, you know, hybrids, like looking out for folks who are starting crypto funds today. How do you see the, the landscape uh, evolving? Um, and do you see dozens and hundreds of, of new funds starting the same way we've seen with sort of micro VC or, or do you see, you know, the existing sort of incumbents uh, will, will capture most of it? So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Is a, is a, I wish I could see the future. I can't. <laughs> um, I, I, I believe that uh, as crypto. So I'll speak to the crypto funds first. I mean, as crypto funds evolve, I expect you know them to figure out ways to either build in house or partner for participation in the underlying networks. I think that's a that's a you know. Uh, inevitability. Um, I believe that if you can just, if the only tool you have is to invest in the networks um, that you're invest with capital, the networks that you're interested in, you're you're at a disadvantage. And so, like Joe said, yeah, you know, the other way to invest in these networks is to participate. And in some cases, participating is a more attractive way to invest than with just capital. So. For the crypto funds, I, I think over time, uh, you'll have to find way, different ways to access these networks beyond just capital. Um, exactly how they do that, I, I don't know. Um, and for traditional venture firms that are active in blockchain, um, I expect you'll see something somewhat similar in folks figuring out how to both participate um, as well as just invest in cap with, with capital. Um, the, the, the one very um, major structural unknown, um, and I'm not sure exactly how to do this, but but when you participate in these networks, 
Um, my most recent understanding is that the tokens or the crypto assets that you earn for your participation is income. It's taxable income. And so many traditional venture firms and uh, uh, crypto funds are not necessarily set up structurally to earn taxable income from participating in blockchain networks. And so from a structural standpoint, I think that will be quite challenging for folks to figure out um, in the years to come, including for for notation, quite frankly. Um, and so that's one of the major questions that we still have among you know many others. But but that's a, a pretty significant structural um, challenging question that that will that we'll have to figure out in the years to come. And um, I, I think that you know one one other point that I wanted to highlight about uh, you know investing and, and participating and, and sort of the importance there is that for for firms or funds that have uh, ownership targets, um, a lot of these networks are designed in a way where um, as they mature, uh, these you know the the additional tokens that are being awarded to the network are actually somewhat dilutive. And so if you have plans to have an ownership target in a network or a company or an organization, um, participating actually ends up being one of the you know one of the the only ways uh, that you can continue to to keep uh, a specific ownership target. And I think there's a, a, a space where Alex and Nick have a, a real strong leg up as well. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point, right? Because you know, in some ways, uh, participating in these networks beyond just investing capital uh, allows you to you know increase your ownership and conviction. In a, in a blockchain network. But the flip side of that is that um, by not participating, you're getting penalized, actually. Yeah. You're, losing, you're losing some of your uh, interest and in ownership in the network because many of these networks are inflationary. And, and so, so um, you know, it shouldn't really matter that much because to the extent that there's lots of interest and community participation in the network, then the value of the overall network should be growing. And so even though you own a little bit less, maybe of the network overall, you know, uh, uh, you now own uh, uh, a part of a more valuable network. So it's really, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, uh, it's not necessarily hugely um, uh, 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 penalizing, but but um, I do think, you know, as more of these projects design crypto economic incentives, more and more of them will be designed to encourage uh, participation beyond just capital formation. Yeah. Um, and to, uh, to close out here a little bit, Joe, um, for, v for the VCs out there who are, you know, super curious and, and keen on partnering, what can you say about how Bison Cheryl plans to partner with other firms? Um, what I would say is that, uh, you know, we're, we're really, we're, we're still quite early in the process, um, in designing how, uh, we want to partner with firms and, and, and funds. Um, but definitely, you know, reach out to us, um, you know, at, at bisontrails.com, um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, or through, through notation and Nick, um, but we're around and, and we're still trying to, you know, honestly, because this is so new for, for so many folks, we're trying to figure out the best structure and best process and, and best ways to partner. Um, but, you know, like we've mentioned a few times, our idea here is to, to really be transparent and open about the entire process and be extremely thoughtful about how we design these partnerships um, so that, you know, everyone involved uh, is, is really um, doing the best that they can.
and and uh, Nick, if I were to summarize what I think your perspective is, you know, my 1.0 was fairly, you know, you know, tight lipped, uh, you know, limited pie, um, and they wanted it, and and my 2.0, you know, still has perhaps you know somewhat of a limiting pie, but the gains, uh, you know, to be uh, to be to be gained by by like collectively learning outweigh the uh, the limited pie nature of it. is is that is that fair to say about why you guys are being so transparent and open about it? I think that's right. I hope that's right. Delete this podcast. Yeah, what's that? I said delete this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's certainly more consistent with with um, you know how we've chosen to run and operate notation um, historically. Um, uh, historically, you know, by by uh, sharing and collaborating with other people, that's how we learn and get better. And I do believe that uh, mining 2.0 uh, represents a much bigger pie than uh, traditional proof of work mining. And so to the extent that we can learn and collaborate with others on what we think is a really significant opportunity um, around blockchain in the years to come, then we totally welcome that and, uh, and, and very much hope that that's, that, that that's the case. Yeah, and, and this this you know collaboration and, and partnerships uh, and you know and transparency I think aligns a lot better with uh, I don't want to speak for notation but at least from you know from my experience working with notation is it really aligns with our own ethos um, and their ethos and um, truly building better infrastructure um, and and you know building into a, a decentralized future that we believe um, should exist. So yeah, um, awesome. Well, this is uh, this has been a fantastic episode um before you say bye is, is there anything lastly that you wanted to to cover that we didn't cover nick or joe no thank thanks so much for having us we really appreciate it um yeah. and uh look forward to uh to checking out the podcast and um congrats on all the success of uh village global to date and uh excited to find lots more ways to work together yeah thanks so much for having us on really appreciate it and, and uh thanks thanks for the conversation yeah, absolutely. Great, great, really great one. Great to meet you, Joe. And, and Nick, always a pleasure. Uh, talk to you both soon. Have a great time. Okay. Thanks, guys. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check out more at www.villageglobal.vc. We'd love to learn more about what you're up to.